The Golden Knights get back on track with Saturday's 5-2 defeat of the Islanders. VGK registers its first win of the new year. And Logan Thompson plays well in net. All the details coming up next right here on Locked On Golden Knights. Your Locked On Golden Knights, your daily podcast on the Vegas Golden Knights. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hi again, everyone. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Of course, find us wherever you get your podcast. And please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, which is Locked On Golden Knights. We are brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app today. Use the promo code Locked On for $20 off of your first purchase. Chris, a couple of goals apiece for Jack Eichel and Nick Waugh on Saturday's win over the Islanders. New York looked like it was playing well the final game of a four-game road trip. Take nothing away from VGK, but the Islanders, uh, they had little or no gas there left. And no defense, as we mentioned, right? We promised you that this would not be a defensive battle of sorts, but they didn't score any goals. And I felt as though the Golden Knights could have scored even more goals in this game against Ilya Sorokin, who now has let up four or more goals in 14 of 27 games. Yeah, this isn't the standard New York Islanders team that used to mix in, blend in really well in the Metro, where it's just hard to get in, hard to get across the blue line, hard to gain those entries, hard to gain odd man rushes and rush circumstances. That was the Islanders from a couple of years ago. That's not the Islanders this year. The Golden Knights, they played their game. They had plenty of room to work with. They were making the stretch pass after stretch pass, going from left boards to right boards. I mean, it was the Golden Knights pretty much had their way. I mean, the game was in the balance for a little while there. And then obviously the end of the second period and the start of the third period, floodgates opened. Um, Jack Eichel, obviously, such a huge goal for him to get things going for the team. I mean, he's the he's the one who's going to carry this team right now when things are going wrong, and for him to score that first goal relatively early in the game and then early in the third period to put the game out of reach, that's, uh, that's why he's here. I didn't realize this in advance, but Eichel now with 16 career points against the Islanders. Logan Thompson uh, played well in net. Uh, he, it was his fifth start for LT, stopping 28 of 30 shots um, and a couple of big saves along the way. Yeah, I mean, I was very pleased with LT's effort, especially given what's been happening. And I also want to, you have the social media aspect where Logan's been having a tough time, but the people that are going to the games, the people that are spending money going to the games and sitting at T-Mobile are very supportive of him. Even in the games when things weren't going as bad, you don't hear the crowd shouting towards Logan and stuff like that. So very good to see Logan Thompson getting the support of the home crowd and obviously having a big effort. Um, I did have an interesting observation that I do want to share, and I put this up on, on my Twitter during the game. So about seven minutes into the first period, approximately, 
Logan Thompson, whenever a goalie freezes the puck, they either hand the puck to the ref, they put it on the top of the net, or they kind of gently push it to the face-off circle where the next face-off is going to be. Something pissed off Logan. I don't know exactly what it was, but he fired the puck off of his glove, like just like a backhand swat, like he's swatting it a fly. He did it really hard in the direction of... And again, this could have been a reaction. He could have been upset about something and just had a moment. But Petrangelo was right there, and I think one of the officials was right there. So I was really hoping we would get a chance to ask Logan about it after the game. But for whatever reason, the starting goaltender was not made available by the team to have that discussion with after the game. So kind of unfortunate. Usually the starting goalie is the one you get to talk to after a victory, especially after a good game, you know. Um, I can't recall too many times in that locker room where you don't get to talk to the starting goalie after a victory. I'm sure it's happened before, but just seemed kind of strange. I'm exactly. doing my LT totally impression. That's yeah. my LT impression. Okay. Uh, so uh, first three goals for this uh, for this Golden Knights offense really does start behind the goal line. So why don't teams protect that area better? I think you can only protect so much against an NHL team. Um, Typically, the Golden Knights are a rush team scoring off odd man rushes and just those quick breakout passes and stuff like that. Um, Jack Eichel did talk about how it was important for them to find different ways to score from below the goal line, getting the, you know, the 80s and 90s uh, cycles going and, and stuff like that. And the fact that the Golden Knights were able to find a way to score these types of goals and doing so with their secondary wave of forwards and such. Nick Wah, two goals. Uh, Pavel Dorofiev, now goals in consecutive games. So it's not just about scoring the way they're used to scoring, but it's finding creative ways to score in plays, like you said, Tony, from coming from below the blue line. Nick Watt just basically takes the puck below the blue line or below the red line, comes around, fires a shot, Colasar with a great screen. Uh, Jack Eichel, same thing, just a couple of quick passes, and boom, he's in the right place in the right time. So, yeah, I mean, whatever it takes right now, and if the Golden Knights need to simplify things in the wake of all the injuries, we'll talk about in the next segment, of course, but, you know, if the game needs to be simplified even more, I mean, you know, plays below the goal line start a lot of times because of either, you know, a, a missed shot or a rebound or a dump and chase type of scenario. So, you know, it's uh, Golden Knights got to be a chameleon, I guess, to a degree right now and just find different ways to win games because it's going to get tougher before it gets easier with all the injuries right now. Kolasar, with that big old booty of his, just kind of blocked out Sorokin. And I thought it could have been, it was very close to interference. It really was very close because he just took that big old booty and kind of pushed back. Uh, Sorokin and his skates were inside the blue. He didn't paint. push Sorokin. Stop it. He didn't push Sorokin. So the way I saw that play go down was, first of all, yes, Kolasar's skates were in the blue paint. Once upon a time, dating back to 2000, and I think it was not, well, was it the 2006 rule changes, whatever it was. But once upon a time, if any part of your body was in the blue paints, it's no goal. When the if you're If you're in the paint before the puck enters, it's no goal. End of story. That rule has now been changed to the referee or the goaltender still has his crease. That's the goaltender's area. If you enter that area and impede the goalie's opportunity to make a save on the puck, it could be ruled goaltender interference. 
So Colasar got, like you said, he got his butt right in Sorokin's face, did exactly what he's supposed to do in that circumstance. And there is a little bit of contact right as Sorokin's getting sets. Yeah, and him up, sure. He didn't back him up. He was Colasar was in his spot, and 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 uh, Sorokin came out. Colasar was established first. I think that's a big part of it, right there too. Um, but point being is that it could have gone either way. Yes, I would not have been surprised if it was no goal. I'm, I'm, the only thing I'm arguing with is that he backed. He didn't back him in. But could could it have been no goal? And would I have been surprised? Absolutely not. The longer that review took, that was one of the longest reviews I recall sitting inside T-Mobile Arena. The longer it took, I thought it was going to be no goal. I really, really did. And then ref said goal. So there you go. Uh, the Matt Barzell goal was very odd because he scored. I knew it was a goal. What's that? I think I'm the only one in the arena who knew it was a goal when it happened. I did. I knew it was a goal off of TV. I wasn't watching state-run television, by the way. I watched the Islanders broadcast and got some real hockey knowledge out of that. But Barzell uh, scores the goal. And then VGK almost scores a goal, and the Islanders almost score a goal, which would have been absolute bedlam, right? Because I wish the goal went they to, went to the review. I would have, I would have wanted that call. So I would have loved that. They, just, because they were waiting for the stoppage there to review this, and oh well, man, that was so crazy. They, but they don't always wait for the stoppage, Tony. So that's the interesting thing. So. All right, let's rewind to... Can they just stop it right there? Why? Yes, they can. They can, absolutely. Okay. So season one, Golden Knights, San Jose Sharks playoffs. Uh, Nate Schmidt takes a shot from the points. Hits the post. Looks like it hits two posts and goes out. TV doesn't catch anything. The game continues. And then while the play is happening, the horn goes. The horn actually stops play. And then right away, they show the replay. So... The NHL can stop play immediately once they have enough evidence to say, hey, guys, there was a goal scored. And for whatever reason, like it took a while. I think 45 or 50 seconds of game time actually ticked down. Hmm. And then there was a TV timeout. But right when the TV timeout comes, you heard the horn go. And I looked at Stephen Carp and whoever was next to me said, guys, this is a goal here. You heard the horn right there. And that's how he knew they were going to review it right away. And then the funnier part about it is when they were getting ready to make the call that it was a good goal, the people shoveling were already out there on the ice doing their thing, scraping the ice. The ref had like cut right in front and stopped the, the snow the snow shovel from uh, going across from him. So it was a uh, it was pretty funny. But I, I thought it was a it goal was right funny. away. Barzal celebrated. Barzal, and, yeah, he put his hands up. That's why I was like, did that puck go in? And it, lo and behold, it did. Yeah. Uh, and then also weird goal too. Of- weird goal. I want well practice. Of course, they finally got to practice, and we saw the result—the long practice before the game against the Islanders. And Nick Waugh said that they practiced a lot of forechecking, and it carried over into the game. Oh man, they That's, really need uh, that. That is fair. They had a good forecheck. Oh, it is fair. It is practice. Oh, no, it's very I fair. Mean, whatever. I know we can overstate that sometimes, but uh, um, nice win. Really fast, I think, as we're getting ready to wind this one down here, but. So there's um, a, a YouTube or not YouTube, um, a Twitter X handle. You can find hockey stat cards and that gives the game report. It's kind of like a report card. Basically mm-hmm. there's player's name. And then there's right down the middle is a bar. The farther to the right, it goes, the better they were farther to the left. They go the worse they were. But to the left. Okay. Um. Well, top three players 
like going away. Nick Wah, Colasar, and Howden, the the fourth slash third line, excellent game. Petrangelo is actually right in the middle, but actually had a better game according to this, at least. Um, right. The people who struggled the most: Barbashev, Hague, Marcheso, and uh, Bornfoot. But definitely, just shout out to. I mean, I literally looked at Stephen Marsh next to me. I said, "The bottom two lines got to get something going this game." If this is going to, you know, if they're going to have a chance to win this game and not just this game, but get going. And lo and behold, like it was literally that moment, I think, when the the floodgates kind of opened, especially for Wa, Colasar, and Howden. So big game by the by the fourth slash third line right now. Coming up next, we've got updates on VGK injuries. You don't want to miss it right here on Lockdown Golden Knights. Game Time is the only ticketing app that gives you complete peace of mind. With each and every purchase, Chris and I both utilize the GameTime app. And GameTime has deals on tickets right up until the start of the event. And even an hour after it starts, it's the place to find last-minute seats. You betcha. Find exclusive flash deals and sponsor deals on tickets for football, for the NHL, for basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and much, much more. And the game time guarantee, you know what that means. It means that you will always get the best price. If you find the tickets in the same section and row for less, then game time will credit you 110% of the difference. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app today. Create an account. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL, and you will get $20 off of your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account. Use the redeem code LOCKDOWNNHL. off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Welcome back to this edition of Locked On Golden Knights. New week, new year, blah, 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 blah. I like when you say that, Chris. That's why I threw that out there. Uh, Of course, uh, thanks for making us, you say blah, 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 blah. Thanks for making us. New week, new year. I never say new week, new year. I don't know. Uh, okay, so again, thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. Find us wherever you get your podcast and subscribe to the YouTube channel. And we want to tell you about Lockdown launching the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. That's right. Lockdown Sports Today is here. It's 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Lockdown plus our national shows covering each and every league. Go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. We want to talk about injuries, okay? And there are a multitude of injuries. I was so impressed post-game. Bruce Cassidy just reeling off all of the injuries. Uh, We did see that chart that came out last weekend that said that VGK is number three in man games lost. You want to talk about a crutch? Well, it's right there for you folks. But there's still just two points out of first. Okay, so Aiden Hill, um, most importantly, I think, is returning this week. He's back on the ice. Have you seen him skate at all? Who, yeah, Aiden, Aiden Hill? Hill. Uh, he's been practicing. I mean, he's done two full practices, to the best of my knowledge now. Been skating on his own. Thursday and Friday. No, they practiced Thursday. No, Thursday they had a game. He returned to practice on Friday and Saturday. Uh, did not dress on Saturday. He'll be Cassidy's pretty certain that we'll see Aiden Hill this week. If I had to guess how 
this week starts are going to go. You're going to see Aiden Wednesday in Colorado. Thursday, you'll see Logan against Boston. And then Saturday against Cal, you'll see uh, Aiden Hill back again right there. So hopefully when he when Aiden does get back and that everything is going to be good. I mean, in practice, he's looked fine. BGK had a video of him ripping one-timers, actually, of all things. So, you know, fingers crossed um, whatever this secondary injury that flared up or his aggravation of his existing injury, whatever it was, hopefully it's gone. And, you know, the Golden Knights do need two goalies. Not a knock on Logan Thompson, but, you know, 50-50, both the goalies are much better than one goalie getting, you know, 90% of the starts. You called it on Willie Carlson. You said it's going to be more than just a couple of games. He is now listed as week to week. I did see some video of the family skate there in Seattle, of course, because I follow Wagoos on uh, on Instagram. I follow the Wags on Instagram, and I saw him skating with the fam, and he looked just fine the day before. So something happened either uh, pregame skate or during the game up there in the outdoor game. But you called it right there on William Carlson. Any idea what that injury might be? It's lower no, body, right? Um, is that what all you I said? Know- the only thing that we have is week to week. I don't know if he, if Cassidy set upper or lower body with didn't. regards yeah. to what's going on, but it was the dreaded, okay, well, he's going to miss a couple of games and then we're going to kind of reevaluate things and go from there. Or we're calling it XYZ for now and then we'll reevaluate. When that happens, it's not good. I mean, listen, hopefully it's a couple of weeks for William Carlson, but honestly, week to week, I'll set the line at, let's see here. What's the last game of February? I'll set the line at the road trip when the Golden Knights, sorry, I'm blocking myself, when the Golden Knights travel to Toronto on February 27th or Ottawa on the 25th. That's where I'll set. That long? I'll set William Carlson's return date at that point. Really? You don't think maybe right after the All-Star game in early February? No? Okay. I don't know. It's it's it's. I have no idea what his injury is or what it's going to be or anything like that. All I'm doing is reading between the lines of how these things shake out when the don't team say you're reading the stinking something. tea leaves because everyone says no, that. no, no, no. I'm just simply historically historic data, <laughs> historical data, week to week. And the shortest side is a month. And I hope okay. I'm wrong. I do. And but. VGK is, we remind everyone, VGK is number three in man games lost with a bullet. They're on the rise here. Okay, so Carrier, Carrier, William Carrier. And someone called him in the postgame presser, Carrier. And we saw where Cassidy actually, for the first time ever, called him Carrier. Okay. He did? Wow. I wasn't body injury. That. I would have fallen out of my chair. I'm glad I didn't hear that at the time. Yeah, no, it was pretty good. I fell out of mine. But, uh, okay, so William Carrier um, is out with, as Cassidy said, an upper body injury. Doesn't seem like he'll be back anytime soon. Going to miss some time. Going to miss some time. Yeah, Daniil Marimanov. Forgotten. Yeah. Once all these cats come back, though, they're going to have a hard time fitting everyone in, figuring out the lineup then. So Marimanov is out there with the red jersey currently. And then uh, Korzak and Hutton are skating on their own. Yeah, I mean, stuff is certainly moving the right direction. Um, we obviously know Hutton is upper body hand injury, so the skate, the fact that he's skating, don't read too much into that. You have some type of either bone or sprain or something happening in the arm. 
So that's not going to impact his skating. But the fact that Korzak is skating, that certainly is welcome news for the team. And, you know, you're going to have some competition right now. You're going to have competition for basically Shea Theodore's spot when these guys do return to health. And it's going to be, you know, Korzak. Pahal, I feel like, is taking a step back right now. I don't think Cassidy was happy with Pahal's effort on Thursday, which is how Cormier and Bjornfoot drew into the game past someone who's much more acclimated with the Golden Knight system. Maybe hit a little more on that, of course, in the third segment. Um, but Miramanov is, you know, someone who, if Miramanov was ready to go right now, it might have been Miramanov instead of Cormier drawing into Saturday's game because Miramanov can score. Miramanov is a mobile scoring defenseman who plays good defense as well. Um, Cassie's mentioned that they need to work on teaching him more about the defensive aspect of the NHL style of game last year. But point being is Miramanov can score. He can rush the puck. And if he can do that from the third pairing where he has less defensive responsibility and less minutes, that would be a welcome addition for the team. But obviously it looks like uh, Lucas Cormier is going to get that opportunity first. Yeah, we said that Aiden Hill's coming back, and LT started his fifth consecutive game on Saturday night. Even so, after the game, and I thought that that was one of LT's best efforts here in a while. It was a great game. Great game. I don't think Cassidy gave him his just due. I think he's very hard on goaltenders, period. You 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 got the timely saves, timely goals comments, and the fact that the Golden Knights... We're on the right side of it. Um, In my opinion, this is the first press conference that I recall where Cassidy didn't directly or indirectly say something, you know, throw a little shade towards the goaltenders. And for anyone that wants to question that, just go watch the last four press conferences and tell me I'm wrong. (laughs) You're not going to be able to. And that that goes out to anyone that's watching this thinking I'm slamming the goalies right now. Yeah, he wasn't quite like overly complimentary about everything that the LT did. No, but that. he didn't say anything wrong. So that's take 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 the win, take the W. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, coming up next, we're going to be talking about the new faces in the VGK lineup. We'll tell you more right after these messages, right here on Locked On Golden Knights. It is that time. It is time for the NFL playoffs. I was going to say it's Black Monday, too, as all these coaches and execs are getting fired today. Uh, Don't want to step out of line myself here because it is. And we're wearing black today. So we were prepared for this moment. Yeah. Uh, Okay. so right now, new customers of FanDuel get one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets with any winning five dollar money line bet. That's one hundred and fifty bucks. If your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to do it than right now. The app is so, so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including point spreads, player props, totals, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com today slash on and kick off this NFL postseason. That's FanDuel, the official betting partner and the official partner of the National Football League. We are back, Locked On Golden Knights, this Monday edition. Tony Cardasco, Chris Golick from Las Vegas. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. What do we have? Some good comments on YouTube? You actually got a really funny comment. So you posted um, the picture of the game-winning goal where the Red Wings player deflected slash kicked it in. into the net. He kicked it into the net. So Cor- Matty Bay, Jake, who's now <laughs> Cormier season on X, 
Stevenson would have five less goals as a VGK if this wasn't a good goal. <laughs> Terrific. That's pretty good. We love the fans. Thank That's you so much, good. man, for all your comments. You just keep it going here. Uh, oh, yeah, we were talking FanDuel, right? I just had this premonition from early in the season that the Dallas Cowboys are going to be playing in the Super Bowl. Well, I'm not doing the promo. You can take it down now. We're done oh. with the promo. <laughs> I'm like, did we, we just, just cut right in the middle of the promo? I had no, I, I totally spaced out. Are we still seconds. doing the promo? Are we still? Okay. So in any event, we're talking about, we were talking about FanDuel. But I just think it would be fantastic if I'm not a Cowboy fan by any means, but I just want them here in Vegas for the Super Bowl. Because I just think it would take it to another level here with the uh, just how polarizing. Yeah, but then the riot when they get blown out twenty-seven to three by the by the by the by the Ravens. <laughs> I'm just thinking, yeah, and they better they d- definitely better uh, change out that grass there at Allegiant Stadium. It's so chewed up. I, I saw that. That yesterday. was the big story yesterday, huh? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad, and we can't cannot afford a replay of last year's Super Bowl where the grass So is the Super Bowl going to be played on natural grass or the UNLV turf field? No, no, no. They'll be playing on grass. They play on grass. And and also, great question, and while we're at it, uh, so one of the teams will be practicing at Raiders HQ and another team practicing on the UNLV campus. And at UNLV, they have AstroTurf, and the folks at UNLV told me that they are going to sod over the AstroTurf for practices as well. So they're going to have to bring in an entirely new tray of grass and sod because that was just not good yesterday out at Allegiant Stadium. The grass was Does bad. UNLV have an indoor football stadium to practice, indoor facility no. to practice in? No, no, it's it's outdoors. Yeah, that's it. They're going to have to That's an interesting. Oh, well, 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 no, but the RT will practice outside. They won't practice inside. Yeah, they'll, they'll practice. be practicing okay, so that's out there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, they'll be practicing, and that's all grass there at the, the Raiders' uh, headquarters, and they have to put sod, they have to put grass over the existing AstroTurf there uh, over on the UNLV campus at the Vertita Complex. Fun. Back to hockey. Back to hockey. Uh, you get a little bit of everything here. Uh, yeah, so we want to talk about new faces, right? So the rookie, Lucas Cormier, uh, gets his first action he had an assist on the Jack Eichel goal, uh, first point in front of his parents. And Cassidy said afterwards, he's a player that's good in transition. He played the game in front of him, and he did not chase. What was interesting to me, and this was my question to Cassidy post game. Well, first of all, my observation after two periods was that Cormier had like two more minutes of ice time than Martinez, Petrangelo. Didn't he play um, the most minutes? I think he uh, McNabb had the most as far as defenseman okay. wins because okay. of the penalty kill. That's why. Um, so the question was, this was only the second time the entire season where Petrangelo had south of 20 minutes played in a game. And Cormier actually had more minutes than Martinez and than Martinez, Haig, uh, Bjornfoot, and, um, and Petrangelo. So the question to Cassidy was, did the team purposely want to flatten the minutes out or was it more yeah. just, a, you know, the, the the flow of the game? And Cassidy felt it was more the flow of the game. There was only there wasn't too many special teams. There wasn't a lot of a lot of penalty kills. So that's one of the reasons right there. Um, there was only one power play, although Cormier was replacing essentially Alex Petrangelo. 
on the power play. But I don't know. I mean, I'm not completely sold on Cassidy's answer there. I think Cassidy knows that Petrangelo is playing a lot of minutes. Um, Cassidy looks at the stats after the game and sees the plus minus and and advanced metrics and other things like that. But I think the goal is going to be to slow Petrangelo down. I'm really curious to see how the next you know three or four games go as far as the defenseman's minutes coming up. But Cormier, good good game for Cormier. I guess that was probably the main premise of this here. Moving the puck well, he just looked the part. And sometimes you throw stats away, he looked the part. Okay, I'm going to throw stats away for hashtag Vegas Bjornfoot Slewfoot. Slewfoot, you're not a little. This guy's a little dirty, man. He's he gets under your skin like uh, a la. Where was Martin the slew foot? Was this a nickname or was there an actual slew foot you saw? <laughs> so Tobias Bjornfoot, I, we have Vegas Bjorn, which I came up that nickname for Carlson for Willie Carlson in seven. How do you get another? How do you, how do you get now the only get, the only guy with Bjorn in his nickname on the Golden Knights? How do you pull that off? Vegas Bjornfoot, but okay, so he cross checked Maddie Martin. Boomer aside, in the corner, in the corner, which was dirty, dirty. He gets away with it. And then Keegan Colasar gets called for the penalty for smashing uh, Boomer Esiason's son-in-law for crying out loud, Matt Martin, into the boards. <laughs> it was savage, dude. Bjorn Foot. So uh, I did have a concern about this game, but I also take it with a grain of salt. Um, the pairing of Hague and Bjornfoot was not good. And what I mean when I say not good, they were on the ice, first of all, when the Islanders the scored their second the goal of the game. Player the on the ice? Is that the tallest and shortest player on the ice? It could be. It, it possibly very, could very be, big. honestly. Um, okay. But I but felt the pass. Islanders... Oh, he's a pest. He'll get under your skin. Definitely. And that's fine. That, that That's a yeah. good player oh, to have. But yeah, the concern that I have is Logan Thompson, the front of his net was left completely uncovered multiple times when those two were out there. Um, Islanders could have had a really high danger scoring chance from one of those screen goals early in the game. Um, The person setting the screen, actually, just the puck hit them and and didn't create a scoring chance. So that's going to be something to watch. Now, let's relax for a second. Bjornfoot was claimed, you know, 48 hours prior to this game, just two practices, maybe didn't even know until the day of game he was actually going to be drawing into the lineup. So, as he gets a little better acclimated in the system, I mean, after the game, they literally had to walk him out of the locker room and show him where to go to get to his car afterwards. So that's how settled in, or not settled in, this kid is. I don't know if he's a kid or not, but, you know, so give him some time and let's see with practice, Tony. Let's see how he does with a couple practices. <laughs> I think, well, he was at the best practice, bar none, the forechecking practice, best practice of the season. But Cassidy did say, you say he wasn't in the right spots. Cassidy said he was in the right spot all night long. Of course. I, I mean, know what say. That's it's, okay. listen, it's his first game and Cassidy's saying the right things. Um, oh, no. I know. Let's see what happens against Colorado and Boston if he plays both those games and, you know, what happens there. Okay. And again, it is a back-to-back week here. Wednesday at Colorado, Thursday against the Bruins here. If you want a preview of that game Check out the Abs and the Bruins playing tonight. They'll be playing each other tonight, Ooh. and then uh, and Not then we speak, no, and then the Bruins go to Arizona, um, and then uh, they'll be here. Uh, they'll have a day off though, so they go 
back to back tonight and then to Arizona and then a day off and then they play against VGK here. So they'll be so here waiting for Vegas, got it. Yeah, they'll be waiting for them just one night. Come on. Uh we appreciate everyone tuning in. Thank you so much. Big so deal much. when Vegas is waiting for someone. You usually make a bigger deal about that. On the other I do side, make Tony. a bigger Come deal. On, I know. Come it's on. a new, Come me. On, new new day, new week, new year. Blah blah blah. Exactly. Blah blah blah. Uh, we appreciate you tuning in, especially our everydayers. Thank you so, so much. Make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Friday's WTF, What the Friday, and Saturday's The Chris and Chris Show. Thanks for taking a good run at me on that show on Saturday. I appreciate that at the end. What I do. Thank you so, so much for tuning in today. For my man, Chris Golick, I'm Tony Cardasco. We'll see you again tomorrow right here on Locked On Golden Knights. No, no, no. Take. 2001, 2002, 2015, care.